Ah, good Wednesday morning. Last night, uh, we did not play in a game that I ran. I was playing in a game that one of the players ran. He took a one shot, um, and we had some characters that we made up for this. The three of us, the uh, two of the regular players and myself. And the uh, player that had been running the monk decided uh, to go ahead and run a game this week. And he's going to run a game next week. And then after that, we should do our uh, session zero for Curse of Strahd, make up characters. And uh, depending on how long that takes, maybe start uh, in on the Death House adventure, assuming we begin at level one instead of level three and jump straight into Barovia. So, last night we had a bit of a change. Um, normally we had been running uh, in the campaign I ran and the campaign he ran previously. Your standard Dungeons and Dragons fantasy. Uh, actually the box sets. He ran the original box set starter set and I ran the essentials kit starter set. Um, and last night we had a romp through pretty much self-contained inside of a theater. I think it was called, he said it was called The Horror Within. Uh, had some Lovecraftian type uh, creatures to deal with. Some reality warping uh, ability of the main uh, I guess antagonist since we were dealing with him. Yeah, it was a good time. There was a lot of uh, scenes that had, I wouldn't say jump scares, but the way he was describing things, uh, it was like scenes from some horror movies we had seen. Really well done. Everybody uh, enjoyed it. Got a, got a kick out of it. Uh, definitely not something that we were used to playing with, playing in. So the uh, pulled off the horror theme very well. It, it was really enjoyable, especially... Uh, to, to get to play um, and uh, we had a really good time with it I'm not sure what's going to be coming up next week I don't think it's going to be another horror type game but uh, we had some I would not say issues really but there was uh, some combat with a lot of movement involved uh, tracking movement uh, and things of that nature so I'm really strongly considering running when I start up again uh, at least trying uh, Albear Rodeo for the mapping for for tactical placements spell you know effects and placements may I don't know if uh, the group would be ready to jump in and say foundry or something that handles you know the system and not just the visuals but also a lot of automation for the game um really would like to try Pathfinder with this group too. Everybody seems to be on board to give it a shot, but it's it's going from D&D to, uh, to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Two of us uh, have tried making characters, well not tried, we did make characters. I used the Path Builder app on my phone, and I think there was a premium feature to unlock being able to export your character so there's a I believe it was a module I had to install on Foundry 
where it gives you an ID number uh, for your character build. You can export that, and that number will you just uh, put it into the the Pathfinder 2E Foundry module, and it pulls up the character. Um, I don't know if it's just a, like some sort of seed generator that you know all the numbers. I don't know how that works, honestly, but. Uh, it was it made building a character you know if you had a, something in mind at least it made it a lot easier going through with the um, going through their like ABC steps to fill out everything with your um, ancestry background and class that was that was something I would definitely recommend if you wanted to try path uh, building a Pathfinder character. I believe it's uh, just uh, Path Builder was their website, and they also, like I said, I use the app on my phone. Really, a lot of features there and uh, easy to use. Um, and I think it was five bucks to five dollars to get the premium version and unlocked everything. Um, anyway, we were wanting to try that, so that may be another one shot we run down the down the. The, the road. Um, the only issue with that is building a character is definitely time-consuming, and it can be a bit daunting when you look at all of you know going from relatively easy fifth edition character building and some of the other games we've played, like Into the Odd, where character quote-unquote character building uh, means spending less than ten minutes rolling your stats up and getting a short equipment list on, you know, uh, maybe a special ability or something along those lines. So it would be a big change for us, uh, definitely. Um, I'm, I think it's front-loading a lot of the work, too, because you have to put in... You either start with a pre-made, which takes away a big part of the character creation of choosing exactly what you want to build. So... Just to get into the mechanics, I mean, it would definitely be simpler to throw some pre-mades up for them, you know, uh, that you know, are included with the starter set, and, or, you know, Paizo's got all kinds of pre-mades for their adventures, one-shots, and stuff that they run. So, we're going to look into that. But, um, anyway, to recap last night, we all had a blast inside. We played 8th level characters. I uh, took a life cleric of Ilmater from... Forgotten Realms, and he had told us that we were to uh, use humans or variant humans, and had mentioned that that was you know a definite reason for that, and that was to deny anybody having um, special vision because of several of the scenes. Depending on darkness, one of the uh, creatures we were dealing with had the ability to essentially suck the light out of the room and. The darkness strengthened it. So, my cleric uh, didn't have any special vision. The fellow normally playing mages decided to play a champion fighter, and again, he was without special vision. And then our normal paladin tank guy decided to pick a warlock, and his one of his packs was the uh, vision, which he had. I wouldn't say immunity, but either in magical or regular darkness, he had normal vision out to 120 feet. So he was uh, 
getting the full description of everything that was happening when we were in these darkened rooms and couldn't see anything, but you could feel something brush either nearby you or come close to you, the whoosh of air. The, at one point, there was like the feel of hot breath on my character's neck, and which, you know, delivered effectively was pretty spooky for me. And then the warlock's actually getting to see what caused that and in some ways it was like a, a really well delivered horror movie um, because we weren't seeing the creatures we were just like getting little wisps of them shadows of them foreshadowing even so it went really well and it was it was cool so uh, try different styles if you uh, can from time to time like I said that was a horror adventure it was fun and enjoyable for us all and we're going to be trying different stuff in the future, either game systems, sorry, just got passed by a big old diesel truck, <laughs> different game systems, different uh, genres, just uh, different styles. So, happy gaming everybody, and looking forward to 50 degrees today. Should be uh, much, much warmer than it has been in the last couple weeks. So, game on. Also, a little reminder, I have another podcast I'm doing with Michael on the RPG Academy, found at therpgacademy.com. Um, it's called Economic Fundamentals. We're recording this Sunday. Uh, last time he got uh, edited and out, I think, the very next day, where we uh, tackle crowdfunding projects. Uh, we each bring three or four uh, projects to the podcast. Um we may have a third host, co-host with us this week. I'm not sure at this point yet, but uh, we will have several projects to talk about. And I think this would be our third episode of the, um, the reboot that uh, we started a few weeks ago. So again, that's Economic Fundamentals from the RPG Academy. Um, you can get that anywhere you find podcasts are found.